Right. Welcome to the 58th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. I am Tiger Height. And I am Peanut Gallery. So we're going to do this all at once, not because we're lazy. It's because there are 13 fucking yeah, matches. Yeah, this, is, this has been a really rough show. Yeah, this Just was really rough. general. Do this shit on Saturday. Why are they not doing this on Saturday anymore? It was a much better night. Well, there was a boxing match last night, so... Oh, really? Yeah, there was. Oh. There was a major boxing event going on, so... Is it, it, was it in Vegas, too? It wasn't in Vegas, but they didn't want to interfere with that. Oh, Pay-per-view-wise. Who, who, who in the AEW watches fucking boxing? A lot of people do. Really? Ugh. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't charge that. So let's kick off with our first match. Actually, so I kind of like this match. I thought it was kind of cute. Um, it, was, it was a cute match. That's all I'm going to say. Hook, Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling, which is like right behind me. He's, he's there. So I do like the contrast of Hook and Danhausen. And I think it's Hook, Donhausen. It's Donhausen for life. No, it's Danhausen. Donhausen forever. No, it's not. So they just, they, it, was, it was a silly match. This was a silly match all the way around. Um, and I sat there and I said, why are AEW booking their top? Like their their top draws, which is Hook and Donhausen, unfortunately, to, because they're not. Well, they are. They get the biggest pop. They get the biggest reaction. They yeah, get the, no one cares. No they, one, get, they get the most social media reaction. AEW they, doesn't care as long as it moves merch. Through, are you kidding me? Put out Hook's Hook's t shirt was the most sold t shirt that Shop AEW ever had. Period. Why <laughs> is he here? Reasons. And then Danhausen once again is Donhausen. it's you know what Blankhausen Blankhausen I love Blank that. Blankhausen is so popular as soon as they put out merch for him they're gonna sell out like hotcakes I can almost guarantee it um, let's just say that there was at least some decent wrestling with it but at the same time you know it was it was a comedy match what can you say um, and Hook and Donhausen won with a suplex and then a foot on the chest. Let's talk about our first match. So Hey, look, MJF showed up. MJF versus Wardlow. MJF did show up. He did not fly back to Newark. Um, Fightful got really got really butt hurt because they reported that first before uh, it was confirmed. Yeah. And it was so funny. Yeah. On Twitter, they're like, move on, move on. It's like, no, we're not going to move on, Fightful. You misreported because you wanted to be the top scoop. Let's put it this way. There's a reason why I'm starting our news channel. is because of shit like this. Like, come on, people. You really think that you really think that MJF was on that flight? You really think so? That MJF actually, Fuck, man. That MJF actually booked a flight? Like, where's the itinerary if oh, that no. was going to be no, a thing? No, no, no. I believe that he booked the flight. He wasn't on it. And that was confirmed by multiple people that he wasn't on that flight. Right. So he wasn't on the flight. But Fightful's like, oh, just move on. No, we're not going to move on. Not move on, Fightful. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> I think he blocked me, by the way. So Good. Sean's an ass. Right. So I like Dave. Dave is a cocksucker. He really is. I mean, he really gets paid by these people. For, for a cocaine con. Yes, he he looked like he was like a meth addict. It's cocaine. We'll we'll we'll, we'll 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 talk about that here in a bit, but. Uh, let's talk about the match itself. Um, Storyline-wise, this was fantastic. I think it Ward... Was, it was just a Haas, like, just domination. Well, no, that's fine, though. That's it, what, was, it was complete domination this by is, Wardlow. This is what Wardlow needed. Yes. Um, his facial reactions and him getting the crowd into this was top. Yes, it Not. was. Notch. Was, this was, like, boss level. Like. I mean, I even said, I'm like, Wardlow, I think, is AEW's next big thing. Like, legitimately. He has... He literally has 
all the tools. Right well, that's there. what he said about Hangman Page. We're going to get to that later. We will get to that later. I think he was a victim of booking circumstance, not a victim of anything else. It's there. Hangman Page is not AEW's toy anymore. They they don't care about him <laughs> anymore. That's why they <laughs> took the title off of him. Let's talk hey, about looks the dream match. Oh, the the dream match that we saw like seven years ago when these two were popular. Let's talk about the Young Bucks and the Hardys. Um, here's the thing: the match was fine. No. No, I'm I'm going I'm going to at least give them credit. I mean, yes, the match itself was safe. It was good. It was fine. It was whatever. Yeah, it was okay. fine. It was safe. This was not top tier Hardys and top tier Young Bucks by a mile and a half. No, it's almost like two pairs of brothers fought each other. They they life. they had an argument and nobody cared. Exactly. Like, this it was second on the card right after a extremely popular match. Yep. And the Hardys won with Swanton. No cool. shit, Sherlock. I don't care. Hooray. Well, people do care, unfortunately. This one. Okay, hold on. It was better than I expected. The most the, interesting part of this match was what happened after this match. Exactly. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, Tony Khan can't get anyone over. They have to bring in new people to debut. Oh, from 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 over. what company? Oh, WWE. From were the they? E. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't like W. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of WWE, but goddamn it, at least they get people you got over. The former Malcolm Bibbins, and then you have Athena, who, and if you want to refer to her as her slave name, is Ember Moon. Yes, Ember Moon is a slave name. Ember Moon did re- um, debut. I, that, I mean, that was kind of cool. Ember Moon. Who's Ember Moon? I only know her as Athena. I'm sorry. Athena. Athena Moon or nope. Ember Athena. Nope. I don't, I don't know her actual name. I would have done her actual it's, name. It's Athena. Oh, is it, is it really? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. No, I was going to say, like, oh, shit, that'd be cool. But, Refer to her by her, her non-slave name, please. Like I said, the match itself was okay. It was better than I expected. I'd rather it was a match. Yeah. I mean, this was just a total sleep away. It was the avalanche jaded for the win. I do not like the fact that they're going to take away um, Smart Mark Sterling from Jade Cargill. I feel like a lot of why she became where she is was because of Smart Mark Sterling. Yeah. It was a good contrast, and they're taking them away because they're morons. Whatever. This was a really good match. Oh, this match happened too? Yes. Uh, we have the House of Black and the Death Triangle. Yeah, who who joined Death Triangle again? It was... Um, um, uh, uh, not Death Triangle, sorry, Julia, House Ju- of Black. House of Black, Julia Hart. Julia Hart. So Julia, Julia Hart got the spray in the face. She had the um, face. She had the eye patch for a while, and she was like starting to turn slowly. I'm like, okay, just have her turn. This was at least a good part, but it I was. really, I really wish she turned on Varsity Blondes because she was a part of that group yeah. before that. But overall, um, they paced this really well. Well, you know, the Varsity Blondes are about as right as the Creed Brothers are for pay-per-view, so we'll go with that. Right. No, you're absolutely right. No, the Varsity Blondes are not over at all. They're, They're not. There's no part of them that are over right now. So <laughs> it would have... Creed Brothers. <laughs> well, I mean... Here, here's about as over as Bologna No, here's the thing. With the Creed Brothers, WWE can actually pull that off and get them over. No. They have. Why are they continuously in matches and very highly rated? Because the Creed Brothers are over. People want to see the Creed Brothers. People don't want to see the Varsity Blondes. All, all 800 people in the fucking uh, performance center want to see them. 
Yeah, well, I don't want to see him. Okay, there. It's a performance center. Give them, give them at least some sort of credit because they are in the training system. Well, and see, it, here's what I didn't realize: it's this. NXT 2.0. Is that I'm actually part of a fan union? I represent twelve thousand fans, so my word is law. I'm also part of the cult. That's not, and I that's cult. that's <laughs> that's not, and we'll have to have a discussion with that with um, Majestic Production LLC's PR team. The PR team is me, by the way. <laughs> oh, great. So, um, speaking of that, so it was. Here's what I don't like about this match: the ending was really weak. It was a. It was the. Oh God, yes. Julia Hart, black mist into the face, and there was no move after. It was mist to the face, and then a pin. Yeah. How about hit him with a move? Yeah. And then pin. Yeah. That would have been better, but it didn't. It was like everything was going really fucking great. The crowd was really into it. Yep. They had people really into it. Yep. And then the Julie Hart turn was good if you hit him with a move. Right. And then it would have made sense. Yep. But like, nope, here you go. Jesus nope. Christ. That was <laughs> that was really bad. Okay. This one, I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed. I mean I am. This was a disappointing match. It was a whatever. No, hey, I Hey look, Adam Cole won. Adam Jesus Cole. Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals for the men. Um, Adam Cole won with the boom. The guy who was wearing pink won. Duh. Duh. Um, the problem was is that nobody cared. Yeah. It was hard for me to care. Yeah. And they did not ex- – other, other than the trophy and the belt, which I did like. I Can did like the belt. On? No. I'm going to bitch about this because this is important. Well, no, I'll wait until we make this majestic again. It will be easy. But, yes, Adam Cole won with the boom. Nobody really cared, and that's unfortunate. Because I know I would make that majestic again and make people care. Let's talk about the other one right after. Oh, Lord, this was not this was a mess. better. No, this wasn't. Actually, I think this match was straight up worse. Yeah. Uh, Brit- this is one of the weakest matches of the night. Dr. Man, Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Ruby Soho for the women's Ruby cup. Soho sucks. I, I, I hate agreeing with you, but in this case, I might have to agree with you. Yeah, she sucks. So the bloom, the the the, the bloom is off the rose with yeah. Ruby Soho. <laughs> Ruby Soho is terrible. <laughs> and then people want her to turn heel, and then she didn't turn heel. It's like this is stupid. <laughs> But at least Baker won. I did not like the ending either. It was a roll-up. A, a fucking roll-up? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you, for, the, for the winner of the Owen Hart tournament for the women's. Right. Whatever. It's like, come on. At least Adam Cole won with, like, a finisher move and a pin. That's true. But we'll get to that one to make Perez and Majestic. Yes. Again. Let's move on. This was a mess. So pissed off. Oh, my God. God, this was a Fuck disaster. Man. Oh, my God. How how many how many rope botches is uh, Darby <laughs> Allen going to do with this one? So, Darby he Allen. Did like, three. Darby Allen, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is so excellent. Kyle that, O'Reilly actually saved this match because Darby Allen sucks. He really does. He doesn't. He is not good. He is not a good wrestler. He is a crash test dummy with flesh and bones. That's true. Yes. That's that's what he is. Yeah. He wore a. It was essentially a skirt. Mm-hmm. He looked like a fucking school shooter, and he was throwing himself around, tripping all over himself. And I swear to God, one of the dives, I thought he broke his neck. Yeah. The referee had to go out there to make sure that he was okay. I'm sorry, yep. the school shooting thing was inappropriate, but he kind of fucking. Not a lot of school shootings lately, but. I'm, I'm sorry, but he kind of does. He, he did not look does. any better. Yes, he, he has a vibe. 
He not only that, but his face paint was just. I'm like. It gets worse and worse by the week. I'm like Judas Priest. I'm not making a joke, but come on, it's really bad. That's true. It is really bad. I mean, it's just really bad. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly. Luckily, he won. Let's just say that Kyle O'Reilly won the diamond yeah. he dropped. Kyle O'Reilly worked his ass off in this match mm-hmm. and it's like oh my god look how he was catching him in submissions and it looked really good i'm like how, why kyle o'reilly is wrestling this asshole i don't know anyway let's move on and you see why they're bringing in the wwe guys because people yeah. like fucking darby allen can't draw i think there's like a little, there's a little bug thing on the floor i don't know what it is what it's like i don't know if it's a bug or a bug but Where? Like underneath your desk. Oh, I don't know. What it's that more is. interesting than anything the AEW's been putting Oh, six man tag. So the the only the only thing that was good about this match It was it was a comedy match which I appreciated. But that's about it. It was a palate cleanser for Sammy, the Sammy for, Guevara, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are just absolutely what can I say about them that what is worse than insufferable? Um, they're insufferable to the point I of mean, I mean I don't, I don't know what to say. I want I want to write to my governor about how bad Ty Conti and Sammy <laughs> Guevara are. No, you know what? They were in Vegas. I'm gonna write to Sizzleac like legitimately tonight and send it over the mail on how bad this was. Like, why did you sanction this? Why did this happen in my fucking city? Um, I, <laughs> I think that's outside the jurisdiction of the state. <laughs> Maybe, but this was so bad. The thing is, is that the only thing that was good about this match, well, there were two. Um, the ending. Thank God, the right people won. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio Sky and Kazarian are excellent. The only reason I cannot say that Ethan Page was good is because he really only acted with Sammy Guevara, who was over, like, legitimately the wettest, pretty much prairie-dogging fart in church that smells like a corpse. That's true. And remember, his tag team partner, his former tag team partner, is a world champion. Page Van Zant. Well, we'll talk about Page Van Zant later, but the women were t- Totally fucking useless in this Yeah, match. they were. Okay, let's put it this way. Um, TK, it was a TKO for American Top Team to win. Sammy Guevara nor Frankie Kazarian can ever go for the TNT champion as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. Okay, cool beats. Perfect. No, that's good. Cool, bro. Oh. So, okay, hold on. I'm going to say this. The match itself. This was, was the best women's match of the night, but... And not just only that, it was just a fantastic match. This was actually one of the better matches during the whole show. Really? I think so. Okay. I legitimately think this was one of the better matches. Because I but, know we didn't have high expectations of this match going No. Um, the the workup was an absolute disaster. Yep. I thought this was going to be, once again, pretty much the um, like Hershey squirt in the fucking pastor, so... But but they actually put off a great story. This they, was a, they told a great story. 
They, they put up a good match. Aubrey Edwards was fucking frustrating during this match. Aubrey Edwards is the worst referee in the history of professional wrestling. Period. Gonna, end of end of discussion. Way. Like I, I can't even deny that because like geez. like I think that Mike Kyoto, no, not Mike Kyoto. Um, oh god, who was the Earl guy? Hebner? Earl Hebner. Yeah, Earl Hebner was better. Well, in no, well, well, Jesus. <laughs> but so it was. It was a decent. Um, it was a decent superplex, and then a fire. Uh, Thunder Driver for Rosa to retain. I'm not a big fan of that, but once again, good match overall. Yeah. I I really like this match. It exceeded my expectations. And then we get to this. Oh my God, the worst match of the night. If you want to call it a match, Anarchy. Oh my God, what the fuck was this? Anarchy in the arena. We had the Jericho Appreciation Society nope. taking on fuck all Eddie, this. Eddie Eddie Kingston and company. So. They had fucking wild thing play for what it felt like an eternity. I don't even want to talk about this match. All of no, this match was just god awful. Um, all of the smarks were like, continue to play, continue to play. I'm like, oh my god. And then I, I was reading Twitter, and people were like, oh my god, I really like how they're continuing to play the song. Legitimately, each account after five minutes of it looping, they're like, please turn off this music. And the people in the crowd, bless their hearts, but they were like, we want music. It's like, no. The only person who could pull this off was fucking New Jack, and that was in a bingo hall with 500 people. Right. Not a fucking arena where you want to be taken seriously with 14,000 people. Yeah, this this match was just god. If you want to call it a match. This, this was not a match. This bloodbath was just god awful. Th- this was not a match. No. Nope. I don't, I do not believe this should worst, have. Worst match of the night. I mean, if you want to call it a match, I guess in that way, yes, it was. But here's the thing. With the rivalry that went into it, me watching them show every week because I'm a sadomasochist, I guess, it needed, to, it, 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 it needed to be a match like this based on what I saw. Bless your heart. Eddie Kingston's the best on promo, by the way. He did a promo in the pre-show that was so... It wasn't very good. I didn't like it at all. Really? Really? Oh my God! He nope. he! Cr- I thought he crushed nope, it. It was terrible. At least we. At least this match was awesome. This, this was, was an excellent match. I had I had lower expectations, but they exceeded those expectations yep. by a mile. Man. Um, three way tag team match in a with tag teams that I will. I I don't want to come off as mean, but I'm gonna be mean about this. They seem like sleeper tag teams. Oh, you mean like, WWE tag teams? Well, no, tag teams, that's like, who cares? Yeah, WWE tag teams. But they did so great. Yeah. Like, they paced this so well. Maybe this old Vince McMahon guy knows what he's doing when he just puts random people together. I don't know. This felt like random people together. They were random Other, other than Other than the tag team champions. Yeah. Who else? Like, oh, well, they're part of Team Taz. Yeah, that's a faction. And then even then, it's like, are they really part of Team Taz anymore? They no, never... Team, well, whatever. Oh, my God, FTR. Who cares? It's like with Hook. It's like, would you even say that Hook is part of Team Taz? No, because Team Taz is heel. Hook is a baby face. Right. No, but, 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 but Hook was a part of Team Taz. Yeah. That's where he was. And then you got Keith Lee and Swerve. Like, come on. Really? I do. I do like them. They have a potential to be a great tag team. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even mad about this. But you know, maybe maybe tag teams are not all the the meat potatoes. That you think no, they actually, they are because AEW. I will at least give them credit here. Is that they have a fucking awesome tag division. They do. 
and 100 percent they have excellent factions and tag teams oh yeah and i think this match was almost indicative of that because this was one of the later matches that was booked with this card yep can you stop playing around with the shit no and it was it was a good it was a good match and it was a um thoracic express for the the jurassic express to retain Thoracic express no their their finisher move is the thoracic express jesus so the jurassic express retained and now we have the main event after fucking it feels like this was disappointing man yeah it was it was i will say it was a good match but i expected a lot more yeah. CM Punk, Hangman Page, AEW World Championship match. The just, crowd was just say, in the, Just the, say who won, because I really don't care about this. Well, number one, the crowd was exhausted. They were exhausted. How did you go through four and a half hours of, of five and a half hours in that case of a fucking This match. felt like a WrestleMania. Actually, you know what? WrestleMania felt shorter. Yeah, because it actually was. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> Time-wise, it was actually no way. I, I, I don't. No way. That's a what's a 100% a lie. Now, are you talking about the one-night WrestleManias or the two-night WrestleManias? Like, like WrestleManias each night from, like, this last year. There's no way. Yeah, each night was shorter. Are you kidding? No. No, I'm not kidding you. No, I'm actually serious. They were shorter than tonight's show was, yeah. Seriously? Yep. Don't at me on that. Yeah. We're going to have to double check on that because that's if that's the case, we have a much bigger problem. Because this felt like a slog to get through. Oh, it was, it was a slog, man. In this match... It's almost... It's, it's past 10 o'clock. That's true. I want to go bad. But, uh, yeah, CM Punk won with the GTS. I always say these guys tried, and if the show was shorter, we probably would have had a much better time. But they added in, like, matches that didn't have to be in there. Like, at all. And it's unfortunate because these two suffered for the length of time. All right, let's just get over with this. Yep. Um, who, so, who won this match? And- CM, CM Punk is the new AEW World Champion. Not surprised. He has a limited shelf life. Yep. So, um, Hangman Page was a colossal failure as an AEW World was, Champion. We'll talk about it. We make for us some majestic. Yes, we will. So, when we come back... Hina Gallery, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about kind of an interesting little topic, but we'll get to it when we get there. All right. All right. We are back. Peanut Gallery. That's me. What, what are we? What are we doing? So we're going to have, do a little bit of an interesting topic because I think that with um, this announcement was a few months ago, but um, Tony Khan wants to bring back Ring of Honor as a weekly television show. Right. And I think it brings up a very interesting point about the state of all these wrestling shows, honestly. Like, there's a lot of wrestling shows being performed in the English language throughout multiple companies. Think about it. How many hours of WWE do you have to slog through each week? Like, this is this is like, just, like seven, eight hours. No, wait, hold then on. you have this, this is this is only the ones that I actually watch. Right, I'm just talking about Raw. That you watch right Raw, which is three hours. NXT, which is two hours. Now I cut out commercials and stuff, so it's not really that long. But let's but, just call it what it is. It's right, three hours, four, four, two four, hours. Right, for the sake of argument, um, NXT I watch. SmackDown. So I only watch three. 
Well, do you watch Level Up as well? I do not. But you do the shows for Level Up, don't you? I do not. You just did a whole series on Level Up last week. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. No, he did didn't. Did a whole review on it. No, he didn't. I don't do. I don't do Level Up. I, I look at it. But I yeah, do. No, I do Raw, NXT, Dynamite, Impact Wrestling, SmackDown, Rampage. Okay. Well. You, you now just just based oh, on no, those maybe that was WWE that did a whole segments on Level Up and stuff, but anyways, there's with, with, with those with those three like, shows that like, is seven hours. Yeah, so there's like so you want to include Level Up, you want to include NXT UK. There's like nine hours of just pure wrestling every week. Just just in just from, in one company one, alone. Just, yeah, just from one company. Then you have um, then you have uh, AEW. AEW and company because obviously. Uh, uh, Tony Khan wants to bring back Ring of Honor. Does this Ring of Honor do weekly shows anymore? They are going to. Okay, so that'll be he is at least back weekly shows. So you got Dynamite, you got Rampage, you got Dark, you got Dark Elevation, then you got Ring of Honor. So, so that, that is two hours for uh, Dynamite and an hour for and Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, yeah is Rampage two, one hour. Yeah, yes. Rampage is one hour. Then you have an hour of dark, an hour and of dark, dark elevation, elevation, and you got Ring of Honor, which is probably, probably going to be an hour, right. so that's another six hours. Right. Then you got Impact Wrestling. So that's another two hours. Then you have New Japan. Which is, I think their weekly show on Saturdays is an hour. Yeah. I, don't, I don't watch their weekly right. show. But then you got Strong, which is another hour. Which is another hour, because those two are separate, they so are. we have two hours there. And this this is not including right. GCW and W oh then then WA. NWA you have is two hours. You have you have you power, power you have NWA USA, you have power trip. Yeah. You have a there's a lot of fucking There's a lot wrestling of wrestling content. going on right it, now. It, like like you wanna try and get through all of this wrestling, it's gonna take yeah, hell of a long time. Right. Like you gotta kinda commit yourself to it. Um, I know that Mark E.D. does a lot of his reviews and stuff on because he does a full-time job to watch wrestling, and he watches probably thirty hours a week of wrestling. How? And and that's not even including the pay-per-views. How much wrestling can one person consume in a weekly basis? Right. Like, like that is almost a full-time job in itself to consume wrestling content, and that is what I want to get to today. How much wrestling is too much wrestling? And the more important question is, why are they doing so much of this internet wrestling? So, um, there, there has to be a limit to how much wrestling that you can expect a person to consume. Here's, here's my thing. About, there has to be a limit. Right. Oh, I, I agree with you. But I will at least give AEW, in hindsight, credit for one thing. Is that dark and dark elevation are number one YouTube series, and they do a lot of they, they do a lot of booking of indie stars that might need work, and especially on a platform like AEW, I can at least appreciate that. It's still more wrestling. I will agree with you there, but it's not the same as the rosters that you have on the regular. You get. You get different people. You get a different experience when you watch that. And you would really have to go out of your way and be really dedicated to the promotion. They're not taking up 
television time. They're taking up YouTube time, which right. anybody can upload to fucking YouTube. Okay. So, so uh, that's that's kind of the plan. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to be right. nice right, there right, with no. them. But but the the point that I'm trying to make, and I think a lot of wrestling fans are kind of missing out on on the opportunities that are presented with shows like this, is that. Um, Wrestling is undergoing. I, I want to. I don't know if I want to call it nicheification, if you know what that means. But yep. in in that there are certain niches, and we've talked about this a lot. There are certain professional wrestling shows, matches, types, etc., that are geared and catered towards a certain audience. Right. So we talk about things like dark and dark elevation. We talk about things like NXT and NXT Level Up. We talk about GCW. We talk about Impact Wrestling. We talk about their, their spinoffs. We talk about NWA. All of them cater towards a very specific niche of wrestling. Right. Um, and I think that people need to recognize that not every single brand of every single wrestling organization is really worth watching if we're not catering towards a specific niche. And I think the first question to ask yourself is not which promotion you like the most, but what type of wrestling you like the most. Right. right. So that's, that's kind of where we are right now right. as a part of that's that. It's like at the end of the day, with the internet being so prevalent yep. and the fact that there are so many platforms like YouTube and Twitch and um, uh, Daily Motion, even that a lot of these can be exposed, you can find anything for wrestling. If you like hardcore, you can find that. So I think there's an old school mentality when it comes to especially YouTube, because we're on YouTube. YouTube is not the 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 shaky camera footage sort of thing that you see anymore. There's a lot of high quality shit on YouTube. YouTube is a channel as much as TBS, TNT is. At, Mr. At this point in time. Um, a great example is um, Mr. Beast, who puts a lot of time and a lot of money into his productions. His um, Squid Games video that he put out. That was a $10 million production, and that's for a YouTube series. Yeah. And, and so I think that this needs to be brought to attention. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, this is not – YouTube is not chicken scratch anymore. This is a very serious platform for anybody to promote. And, I mean, I, I can speak from experience. Like, my parents, they, they do not want YouTube. They, they have no interest in it. But there's a lot of great stuff that comes out of it. Right. right. Um, but I think what I'm trying to get at too is that how much how how much wrestling can can one person really kind of consume, and and how do you kind of divide that up? And I think going by niche is a great start to go to because mm-hmm. there are people that are interested in the non-mainstream stuff. There are people that are interested in the more mainstream stuff. There's a market out there for anybody. Right, and so for me, for instance, I am a person who does this as a living. So I want to cater to the most prominent and dense common denominator and give them an honest review of certain aspects. It may not be popular, but I think it's necessary. So 
GCW, if they come to Vegas again, I'll go to a GCW show, but I'm not going to watch them every week because I personally am not a fan of hardcore wrestling. Yeah. I am more of a uh, catch-as-a-catch-can wrestling because I was an amateur wrestler. Right. So NWA, I don't watch Power every week, but that's the one show that I'll cater to. But I also like production Mm -hmm. and quality and being very available on multiple platforms immediately because I have to watch this shit every week. I don't want to deal with waiting and thinking and I don't watch it live so I have to take all that into consideration and um and there are some that I will like impact wrestling always has a special place in my heart like I love impact um but you know AEW and WWE are the big cheeses right now and especially in American wrestling especially given our culture they need some honesty so well let me get to the second uh, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a weird uh, part Let me get to the second reason why um, internet wrestling has become so popular, and I think that has to do a little bit with the uh, the decline of house shows. Yes. So let's talk about that because I think that house shows no longer. I mean, obviously, we've seen the numbers WWE has produced. House shows no longer make money for even the biggest wrestling promotion on the planet. House shows are not popular. Nope. No one wants to go to them. Um, they, they, there's no return on investment, obviously. Um, there's more return when it comes to them tacking on these internet shows yep. to their main and here's product. And here, here's the other thing that I think will bring up a good point. Not only that, but people are more dedicated to a brand than they were even back in the 80s, 90s, where house shows were popular because house shows would generally run in a smaller city and a smaller venue for those particular fans who may not have the availability to, or the ability, I should say, to get to the big cities. But now, that's necessarily not the case anymore. It's a lot easier to get to these cities. It's mm-hmm. it, despite you know outside circumstances like gas prices. I think just overall, it's still easier to get the content that you want without having to go to the. But the demographic that will pay for a wrestling show are already going to be in the cities, or 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 they're shows. or they're willing to go to those cities and right. say, hey. Let's make a weekend trip right. out of it. It's it's uh, there was a cultural change yeah. where then it was like, oh, they're coming into town this day. I'll wait until then. I know they're gonna be in the big city for television, but I would rather go to the smaller venues. Right. And you know, in Denver, I can speak from personal experience that Peanut Gallery and I went to a couple of house shows mm-hmm. back in the day, and they were fun. I'll give them credit there, but they were still house shows that were run in the Pepsi Center, which was the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was super weird. It's not called Pepsi Center anymore. That's the old name. It's now the called the Ball Arena. I'll give them a Ball Arena here in a minute. So, um, <laughs> it was called the Pepsi Center back then. So we have to be respectful and call it the Pepsi Center. No. Yes. Mm-mm. Yep. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> the the point being is that with the decline of house shows, because obviously AEW did a few here and there, but they're not 
they decided not to do they, it. They decided not to do it. WWE, for some god awful reason, is still doing house because shows. Because of who's running the shit. Despite the fact that house shows lose them money every single time they do it. Right. It's, it's there, the, there's no reason to have house shows. It's, it's that 80s mentality. It's, oh, you can have a house show and book it for 50,000 people. It's like, yeah, that's cool when, when wrestling was really popular. Even the most popular cities in America, house shows were not selling out of Nope. They never... New York City, they were not selling out Madison yep. Square Garden for that house show. It's like, oh, Madison Square Garden house show, that's really cool. Why not put it on television? You're yeah. in Madison Square Garden. And see, I, mean, I think that's the, that's the point of it, too, is that why not put it on television, even if it's on YouTube, even if it's an internet television... Like do, internet do, television. Do, do, do house shows on YouTube right, or exactly. something. That'd be At cool. At least they can make some money off of it. Right, do it for like advertising revenue. Exactly. Or, hey, you can be on our YouTube channel, which, right. you know, WWE does not have a small YouTube channel. They no. have like 40 million fucking yeah. subscribers and billions of views. That's yeah. just WWE, though. They're a media company. And you would think that they would fucking get that point, but they just don't. Because right. you have the media company, WWE, and then you have the old school mentality, WWE, that Mr. McMahon wants to kind of hold right. on to with the house shows. And man, I've got a million ideas for what WWE can do with those house shows. Oh, I mean, God, yes. There's a million things they can do with that. You, can, they... you, can, do a whole, you can do a whole heckling from the hard camera for it. Oh, exactly. But I'm talking like the opportunities there are for new wrestlers, the opportunities there are for... Uh, NXT people, the opportunities there are for indie people, the opportunities there are for even like ring announcers, for 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 uh, ringside announcers in general. Right. Uh, the opportunities there are for backstage segments. The op- like there's so much that you can do with with YouTube that doesn't cost a lot more than what you're already putting on. You're already taking pictures. Yeah. You already do B-roll footage. Yep. For it, might as well put that kind of stuff on YouTube, even if it's like a compilation right. of the house show and put it on YouTube. At the very least, you can get maybe people excited to you go to some, the next one. Yeah, you can get some, you can get some engagement. Right. But um, that's kind of the reason why I wanted to bring it up because, like, there's. I a, think it's important. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling today. Um, you know, my I guess I'm going to conclude it here by just saying. There's so much wrestling going on that you, right. you can't even do it by company anymore. You have to break it down and figure out what's best for you because there is such a thing as too much wrestling. Yep. There are people, there are people who try to watch everything and they get burnt out by it. <laughs> I will say one thing. Um, there's a great, I, I think it's a great um, saying for what you are saying. You can't have too much of a good thing. And I think with everything that's happening, they're almost forcing you to choose. Mm-hmm. Because if you try to do everything, you will never be able to catch up. Right. Ever. If you try to do everything, you'll never be able to appreciate anything. Yep, exactly. There's too there's there is such a thing as too much of a good thing, and I think I think that it was worth looking into as far as like, hey, uh, maybe we do on one of those off weeks where we don't have a pay per view, we say, hey, let's figure out what type of wrestling is best for you. Yeah. So peanut gallery, um, a good question with this is how do you combat something like this? Well, I think the first step is just 
getting your ass away from the screen. I don't watch any wrestling. I outside don't. outside of the pay per views that I force you to. Right. But I only I, I keep up with everything because I look at what's going on in the wrestling world. Right. And that might be listening or, or hearing some of the competitors or reading some of the competition. But they get very detailed accounts of what's happening, at least on television. And here's here's my thing. If I was going to be in this position of what would you do to combat that? If you want to watch a show every week, there's nothing wrong with that. But really kind of look into yourself and say, what kind of wrestling do I want to watch? Right. And you don't, don't necessarily— watch it that's going to bore you. Now, you don't necessarily have to— shoo away everything else but focus on one topic and maybe watch bits and pieces of the other stuff so you can be caught up right i mean my taste in wrestling have changed drastically from even when i was a child to what i am now so always keep an open mind on those other ones but always just make sure that you always have that core interest it doesn't have to be with a company but a certain style because you know with hardcore wrestling you have like four or five companies With traditional wrestling, you have the same, and then with production, you have the same. Right, exactly. So, it just depends on what your tastes are. Right. And and I think that's important for you to kind of keep on top of that and to not stray away from it just because you want to watch wrestling. Right. It's, it's not it's not all the same. There's, there's enough room for everybody. Right, exactly. You just got to pick what you like. Exactly. So, uh, are you um, are you good to go, Pina Gallery? I'm pretty much good to go. Excellent. So, when we come back, we will be talking about short-lived world champions and i will explain why here in a moment with wrestling lesson with tiger height
All right, so we are back. And I did say in our previous segment that we're going to be talking about world champions from short-lived promotions. And I wanted to bring that up because uh, AEW, with their Double or Nothing event, celebrated their third anniversary uh, last week. So I thought that that would be a great little segment to go into when we're talking about uh, pretty much the crown jewel of any wrestling promotion, that is their world champion. For male, women, tag team, etc., it doesn't matter. But I wanted to talk about at least some of the examples all over the world to really sort of grasp on not only the companies, but where these world champions went. Because there are companies that maybe had two world champions that lasted just as long, if not longer, than AEW. Will you stop playing around with that stupid thing on the ground, please? So, Herb Abrams, our favorite uh, boot-wearing, cocaine-addicted, heart-attack-given motherfucker. I love this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. But the UWF that Herb Abrams ran had a very complicated title history because Herb Abrams had a... Um, a fascination with introducing new champions to the promotion. And with their five-year reign on television that they had, they had almost 12 championships. And even some that were introduced at their final show, ironically, here in Las Vegas in September of 1994. We're going to talk about their two world champions because both of them are equally as important but equally as interesting. And we're going to first talk about the title that Mr. Herb here is holding on to, a very unique title. And that was called the UWF Sports Channel Television Championship. That was their main title for the, for the main life of the UWF. They did not have a world champion up until the final show of the UWF. This title was introduced in 1991 and it went through 1992. The issue is, is that there was a year and a half spell where there was no primary champion at all with this company. They did not drop it. They just stopped defending it and mentioning it on television. The belt that you see there is that infamous championship that a lot of people love. I love the title, by the way. Um, it was introduced in a 16-man tournament in a TV taping in April of 1991 and in June of 1991. So it spanned that distance. And the winner was crowned in the final match at Beach Brawl. And it was named after the Sports Channel, the network that aired the UWF Weekly with Fury Hour. The names are amazing, by the way. So there were only, no, that was actually the um, XWF, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But the other one that they introduced after the Sports Channel basically took them off of the air was the UWF Heavyweight Champion. And that was introduced on September 23rd, 1994, here in Las Vegas. I think they actually were in MGM Grand, by the way. So that's kind of a cool little nod to that. 
and it was given to Steve, um, Dr. Death Steve Williams, and that was it. It was not defended, it was not owned, he had the title for the show, and that was pretty much it due to outside circumstances because Herb Abrams is our favorite. Kind of. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about our next title. This is not irony. Jeff Jarrett was the last champion of the World Wrestling All-Stars or the WWA World Heavyweight Champion. This was an Australian-based promotion that worked very closely with early TNA. So 2002 to 2003 was kind of when this promotion existed. It was right out of the um, tail end of the WCW promotion because there were a lot of companies that actually tried to capitalize on the huge influx of talent that came out of the closure of the uh, WCW promotion. I don't know why I keep saying that. But uh, the World Wrestling All-Stars was actually one that was very significant because it actually got quite a bit of publicity during its life. It did international tours. It actually did a tour here in America. It had a couple of really big um, events because the owner of this promotion was actually a multimillionaire in Australia. So that was kind of an interesting old thing. I can't remember his name. But this championship that Jeff Jarrett is holding, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, was introduced in 2000. In, well, it was uh, unified in 2003. But it was introduced in 2001 where Road Dog was the first champion. And Scott Steiner had the longest reign with this champion uh, for 190 days. And Jeff Jarrett, that scene here, had a unification match with both the NWA World Heavyweight and the WWA World Heavyweight Champions on the line. I wanted to bring this one up because the WWA, once again, was had some money working behind it, but unfortunately the owner did not surround himself with the right people and also they tried to expand too quickly right. because they were Australian-based mm -hmm. and Australia was popular with wrestling, but they wanted to do a European tour. They wanted to do the United States tour. They just were working too fast mm -hmm. for its own good, which was a detriment. Also, the WWA was plagued actually due to 9-11 because some of them were actually stuck in Australia when all the planes were grounded in September of 2001. Wow. So that's kind of fun. Let's talk about this one. If this looks very unfamiliar, this was the Wrestling Society X hmm. champion. There were only two champions that held this title and this uh, promotion was in mid 2000 so 2005 mm -hmm. the first champion was vampiro who won a 10 man wsx rumble and it was aired on january 30th 2007 and vampiro won when he tombstoned x-pac i am not kidding you into an exploding casket and that's how the match ended um, if you ever want to watch stuff with Wrestling Society X, this was a fucking crazy promotion. They had barbed, they had all extreme matches. They had 
very heavily produced explosions and it was crazy and especially in that era where they try mm. to keep that energy of yeah. it was it was high intense stuff right. like it was it was a 30 minute wrestling show and they packed it with four to five matches each episode so what they did was is that they took the matches and they edited them down into like five minute segments <laughs> with explosions and CGI effects. And it was the craziest stuff ever. But this was actually their only championship. Not only their world champion, but their only title. So there were only two champions that held this title. And that was Vampiro. And Ricky Banderas, also known now as Mil Muertes mm -hmm. in MLW. I had to think about that for a second. And um, when the promotion closed in March of 2007, Banderas was stripped of the title. And currently, the title is MIA. We do not know where it is. Mm. We do not know who owns it or even if it exists anymore. Mm -hmm. And we say that because... There was a YouTube video actually that came out of uh, a defunct channel. I can't remember the name of it. Actually, around the time of this, where they were destroying a champion that looked very similar to this. Huh. The quality, due to it being 2007, was not as good as it was. Right. So it was hard to really distinguish on if it was a title. But people saw the two red stars and they're like, "Is that the W um, the WSX champion?" All right. So. Um, we do not know the fate of the title. Right. Which is kind of an interesting little tidbit there, too. Oh, uh, you got to talk about oh, the... I love this. The, TFW. The Global Force Wrestling Global Champion. Uh, so the history of the title. Now, I'm not going to be talking about it going into the Impact Wrestling stage because actually there were only two champions with this title, even with the unification. So, obviously, this title was introduced when Jeff Jarrett started the Global Force Wrestling promotion. Once again, he tried to do too much too quickly and tried to run too big of arenas for the sake of it because he wanted to do the baseball field tour, which, yep. once again, good in hindsight right. or good in um, actuality. But in hindsight, not the best thing. It's almost like communism. Good on paper, not good in execution. <laughs> oh, come on. So uh, they had like 600, they had like what, 200 people in the stadium that could probably hold 15,000 people. Didn't look great. So the GFW champion was first won by Nick Aldis, who held the title for 547 days. And Alberto El Patron was the last champion. And those were the only two champions. Cool. Also, fun fact, this was the only champion that had a that still currently has a dragon on its title faceplate. That's what that thing is there. It's a dragon. This was the original Global Force Wrestling champion without the blue globes. Um, that was actually a mistake by the belt making company. Jeff Jarrett wanted the blue globes. And they uh, they neglected to do so because they were working on the next gen champion. So fun fact there. Let's talk about our last one, the XWF, 
world champion. Now, this one is weird because this was a promotion that was started by Jim 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 Sags of the Nasty Boys. I think that's it. We're just gonna go roll with it. I don't have my computer down here. I don't know. Um, and then also Jimmy Hart, and the X stood for nothing. Cool. It was literally just called X Wrestling Federation. Hmm. Now, after a while, uh, the owners, actually um, Jimmy Hart became the president of the company and said it was for excellent with an X. <sighs> By the way, this company was started in 2003. So, obviously, that's kind of where that was. <laughs> so, no, actually, no, it started in 2001. I'm sorry. Pardon me. So, once again, this was another uh, WCW uh sort of offshoot mm -hmm. promotion that try to capitalize on the influx of talent. Now, despite the promotion having talents like Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, and many more of that caliber of wrestler on there, none of them held this champion. There were two champions. There was Ian, Harris, or Ian Harrison. If you don't know who that is, don't worry about it. He only wrestled for this promotion. And Viscera. Viscera held as champion before Hulk Hogan. Hulk hmm. Hogan wrestled in this promotion. He did not hold this title. Okay. Yes, because he was in between uh, he was in between two different things. Right. But so uh, the XWF is just kind of interesting because they only had the two champions. They had huge marquee talents and they just could not get the title off of anybody. And unfortunately, the company actually the company was going to be making a revival in 2008 after it closed its doors in 2003, mm -hmm. and also there was talks of it coming back in 2013, but the website was deactivated in 2017. But somebody actually was still responding to emails and up, keeping up to date on current wrestling matters and updates on the promotions revival up until 2016 so that's kind of a cool little thing there so those were some examples of those champions of short-lived companies just like our friendly aew um because of their third anniversary i thought this was appropriate so when we come back we're not only going to somehow because it'll be easy as shit make Double or Nothing Majestic again, and AEW Majestic again, but we're going to make Pro Wrestling Majestic again. All right, we are back. Peanut of the gallery. Let's make this Majestic again, starting with CM Punk and Hangman Page. Number one, before we even get into it. There were too many matches. There were way too many matches in this fucking card. They could have taken out three matches and nobody would have cared. In fact, people would have been happier there were a lot of people on twitter really upset of the length of this event and i think this match unfortunately suffered for yeah, that I, length i i couldn't enjoy it i was i was exhausted man i was so you were like tired you saw so much already it's, it's almost 11 o'clock and i just want to have a glass of wine you have a glass of wine right there literally sitting right there but unfortunately like i said it would have been a good match well it was a good match it would have been better if AEW knows how to control their timing. Yeah. WWE, I always give them credit. They know what they're doing as a part of timing. 
Also, putting the belt on Punk was appropriate. It, it had to be at this point, and I like Hangman. I do. Here's the thing: Hangman, Hangman Page is not. He's not moving the needle. Hangman is. A, he is in his mid twenties. He's going to be fine. But with the length of the co- or of how long the company's been around, and based on the ratings, they had to do something. And I think putting the title on an established star like Punk. Is there also CM Punk said that his time in WWE was wasted? Are you fucking kidding me? You would not be the legend that you are without WWE. Like, period. End of story. You can bitch me all you want. You know it's true. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we got for this. Like, 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 booking wise, it was fine. I liked the rivalry going into it. And the construction of the match was good, but after like five fucking hours of wrestling, that was hit or miss at best. This was this kind you didn't of. Tell I just want to get this over with. So right. Let's move on. This was excellent. It was I a would, good match. I wouldn't have done anything different. I liked the pacing. I liked the timing. Um, once again, I feel like it would have been a lot better if it wasn't, you know, eight hours in. Mm-hmm. But overall, I wouldn't have done anything different. I also like the booking of the match. Yeah. Or the booking leading up to the yeah. match, too. <sighs> Worst, match <laughs> Worst match of the night. This match was a shit show. Tell I me. expect it to be a shit show, but my God, I could have done without this fucking bloodbath. The, the five-minute... Loop theme song was so unnecessary. Everything about this match was unnecessary. This was a terrible match. Bite me. I don't like this it wasn't fucking a, blood shit. I don't either. This is a company that you're supposed to take seriously with stuff yeah, like fuck this. this. blood shit. Right. This is not what people want. What is this, ECW circa 1997? And even then, that if company you, ran you, bingo halls. If you still want blood and guts, fuck you. That's all I have to say. There is an appropriate time. Yeah, there is no appropriate time for blood. No, there is. There is 100% appropriate times within professional wrestling for blood and carnage. This this, this was not it. No, this was legitimately a match for the sake of having blood and yeah, and that's and that's not what it's supposed to be. Here's the thing. Blood and Carnage should not be the selling point of the match. The match should be so personal, so violent already that blood happens. It should not be expected. It should be surprising. That's this was this was Well, no, that's that's how you book that's how you book blood and guts. Yeah. It's like, oh, these two people, like if it was like Jericho and um, uh, Eddie Kingston by themselves in a like like a Texas Deathmatch, whatever, there's at least something there. They got personal. They got there. The rest of these people were not necessary. No. Like zero point of that was necessary. Like zero. Oh, this one is weird because here's the thing. I hated, the match, I hated the lead up to it. The yep. match itself was great. Perfect. I couldn't have said it better. Like it was it was that bad. I mean, the the segments were a fucking mess, every single one. But then you get to this match where the expectations were not as great because of how bad the lead up was. Then you have this awesome match. The only thing I would have done 
was take Aubrey Edwards out of the match because oh, she was— God, Aubrey Edwards is terrible. Her distraction here was just abhorrent. Abhorrent. It was hard for me to enjoy it because the Aubrey Edwards run around like a fucking head with, or a chicken with his head cut off. And it's like, can you leave them alone and stop doing weird animated shit? You're a referee. You're supposed to be essentially invisible to the audience. And you are running in between spots. You're in the wrong place. And it's so bad. And I do not fault either one of these women for that. It's not their fault. They pulled off a great match overall. Can we skip this one? No. We're going to talk about it. And I'm because I, I want to trash this. Paige Van Zant. Hey, Tony, Tony, my boy. Paige Van Zant is not ready for for not just pay per view, but for television. She was. She sucks. Ty Conti sucks. Period. She's improved from her time in WWE. I'll give you that, but she. <laughs> She's she's so focused on being the Sammy Guevara, um, AEW locker room comrade that she has she lost. Is. She's lost the plot. She has. Yeah, no one cares. Sammy anymore. Guevara. Sammy Guevara has lost all interest in me, and I think everybody else. Yeah, why do he, I care? Nobody cares. A, a guy who actually had potential to be per, possibly at least someone that was kind of there is now gone. Nobody cares. Cool. They have. I. I think AEW has ruined Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Period. Don't care. I. No. I don't think they're redeemable. I. I just. I hope. I hope Frankie Kazarian gets that sink off of them. I hope everybody but these two get. Even Paige Van Zant. It's like she might be green as fucking like morning fucking dew, but at least she's athletic. That's true. But. There's potential with her. She like was not that, ready man, for this there, spot. There's no savings. Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara nope. at this point. See, at least Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are fantastic, and hopefully Frankie Kazarian can recover. Oh, Frankie Kazarian doesn't need anything. This this would not have been on a pay per view, by the way, at all. This would have no, been no, this would have been last, on Rampage. This is a last minute fucking. Decision. It was stupid. Oh, like like this fucking match. God. Why are we talking about this one too? Kyle O'Reilly is such a great wrestler, and Kyle O'Reilly saved Darby Allen's life like two times during this show. Absolutely, and I think the, the fact that Darby Allen is so popular shocks me. Yeah, he, Darby it, Allen sucks. He sucks. He is not. He. The problem is that he was an amateur wrestler. He knows better, but he keeps doing this. It's like, dude. I swear to God, you will be paralyzed by like next year if you continue this. Pretty much. He has he two times. No, not even two times. Three times during this match, I, there are times where he could have been paralyzed. Like legitimately, boom, gone. But you know, Kyle O'Reilly is is such a master that he just saves like people's lives. Right. He did great submissions. Roll with it. I mean, I guess if you were going to book a Darby Allen match at this show, might as well it be with Kyle O'Reilly, somebody safe. Yeah. At least give him that. I don't... I'm So, what is, what is the point of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament other than to promote the Owen Hart Foundation? This comp... The Owen Hart Foundation is for... Scholarships for underprivileged youths, which is 
great. I don't mind it. But this thing has been around for longer than AEW has threefold. What was the point of this tournament? Well, here's Mike right about this. So Britt Baker won this match. Adam Cole won the other match. Aren't Adam Cole and Britt Baker in a relationship? Why Adam Cole didn't propose right there, I don't know. That would have been a cool moment. I mean, that's that's my thing. It's like, dude, my dude, put a ring on that bitch. Right, like, seriously. That would have been the perfect opportunity to do so. I understand, like... Why was Ruby Soho in this match? Because Ruby Soho sucks. It should have been Chris Sadlander. Mm-hmm. She was more popular. Did you see her shit on Rampage? She was so popular. They had a great match. This match was mediocre. Yeah, Ruby Soho is mediocre at best. Yeah, unfortunately. It's like, oh, wait, why is, why is Russo not getting over? Because she's not really that good. No. And that sucks saying. Because no, I like Ruby. Not. I like Ruby Soho. Ah, sure, of course. Her, her whole character is bad as... It's as stale as bread. It's getting old. Yeah. It's getting a little old. It's like you're, you're so it's kind of... It's about as stale as a London street. Uh, oh, well, that's really her. Okay, cool. Maybe crank it up to, like, infinity. Maybe you'll have something... She seems very reserved. Yeah. And that's the problem. Here's the thing. With Dr. Britt Baker, she cranked up an IRL situation of her being legitimately a dentist to infinity. Exactly. And that's why it works. Right. And that's why she's popular. Right. Ruby Chris, Soho. Ruby Soho's like, oh, what's your what's your goal and purpose? I'm, I'm a punk. Okay, cool. What are you going to do? I'm going to do an eight on the punk. No. Crank that shit up and then break the knob. Then it will work. Right. Because it's really not hard. I do. I did like her entrance. I will say that. Um, Rancid doing the live performance. I thought they did better than the fucking Fozzy guitarist again. Oh, the fo- the Fozzy guitarist and the fake shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. About it was that. it was garbage. I don't care about the Fozzy guitarist. At least at least Rancid was good. Uh, she can get over it. Anyways, let's talk about this one. This one. This one. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah. This could have been so much better. These two were on autopilot. Nobody cared. Like seriously, buried this, that far into the card, nobody cared. If if this is if this is going to be how you pay tribute to Owen Hart with all the matches that you had leading up to this, Shit, might as well bring Owen Hart back up and drop him back down to the just, ring. Just bring him up from the fucking grave at this point because this right. was stupid. I mean, he might as well kill himself. Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> so here's the thing: like, he'll put himself in a plastic these, this time. These these are these are the death faster. Jesus, these are these are the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament of a tribute to Owen Hart. Way you to guys, go. Owen Hart's looking up from both hell being both alive. both matches are on autopilot. Yep, Owen Hart's looking up from hell being Dax, like, that's Dax, my legacy right there. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler had such a great match. And that honored him. This did not at all, period. This was a good match. It was all right. Based on the rivalry and everything, I loved this match. Yeah, I just don't care. The ending was the only thing that I had a problem with. Why? Like, when was the last time that mist in the face? Uh, here's the thing. Like, Tajiri's a great example. The mist to the face was a distraction for a legitimate, let me kick you in the side of the head as hard as I can. That's a finisher. 
Yeah, no one cared about this. A spring. I, I like this match. I would have done anything different maybe other than the finish. The debuts were good. I'll yeah. give that's about it. I'm gonna give the debuts at least a good solid this, thumbs this up. wasn't this was not about the actual no. match. No, nope, it was not. I'm sorry. I, I can't like I like both of these women, I do, but at the same time, this was not their best match. Nope. Like at all. But man, I, I will say at least one thing. I saw within this match a lot of great potential down the road. I'll at least give them that. I'll be nice. This was very lazy. It was. This, this was a lazy match. At least... At least it was safe. It was safe. No, it was 100% safe. It was not a crazy... You can tell, tell there were veterans in that match because they played it pretty safe. Right. And the Young Bucks, I will say, they did a good performance overall. I thought, um, I thought they led the pace that the Hardys could keep up with. Yeah. Where they did a bunch of good, crazy spots in, like, good clusters. Yep. That did not lose my interest overall. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've seen better from that. Yes. And I think that's kind of where it lost me. It's like, you have this match, and that's all well and good, but we've seen this match. Yep. In a bigger match when the Hardys, who are the broken Hardys, taking on... The Bullet Club Young Bucks in Ladder Wars, yeah. a much more significant match, and a much better match overall. Yeah. That was a dream match. You have, like, quality. This one, it was good, but it was just there. Everything here was excellent. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a Haas match. MJF got his ass handed to him. That's all I wanted. A great, a great way to write him off of TV. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if um, you saw on Twitter of the medical professional putting a um, a nose and face mask. Literally, I'm not kidding you. You can look this up. Over his nose and his eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, I breathe out of my eyes too. What of it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought this was a great way to take MJF off of TV so yeah. they can do their contractual obligation. Wardlow showed so much great character. Yeah, he did. The, like, like, the development of Wardlow as a character is just cranked up to a But Wardlow, Wardlow was so comfortable in this. And yeah. he played to this crowd and got them so riled up. Up. Like he's he's next TNT champion. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next face of the company. <laughs> Give him some time. Yeah. He has the athleticism. He has the look. Like I said, if Scorpio Sky is looking for a new person. Yep. He has he has the character. He has Warlow has I will say one thing. Like I even said this to Pina Gallery earlier that Velveteen Dream had the it factor. I think Wardlow has that it factor. I think he has all the tools to be possibly a future um, AEW world champion. Mm -hmm. Give him some time, and they're doing that right. Give him that time to right. really develop. He'll be your face of the company. All right. Easily. Let's move on to the last match. It was a, it was a, it was a fucking... It was, it was a... This... I, I I hate saying that I liked it, but I did like it. I really did. I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. It was it was cute. And people funny. people were really into the match, and it made me smile. Um, the contrast of Hook and Danhausen, Donhausen, Blankhausen, 
it was it was good. I yeah. really liked it. Um, Smart Mark Sterling was really funny, and I thought Tony Nice and Hook were a great contrast of the comedy that kept people invested that this was a wrestling match. Yeah. So I wouldn't have done anything different. So that was it for Double or Nothing Peanut Gallery. Next week is going to be weird. Why is that? Male parental unit is going to be in town, so we will not be doing a show. We will not. I know it's kind of weird because we have two pay-per-views next week. Following week, we got two pay-per-views. That following week, we're going to have a marathon oh, yes. of shows. We're going to cover Hell in a Cell. We're going to cover... Um, we're in, your, cover in your house. In your house. We're also, that week, going to also cover uh, Always Ready. And we are also going to be covering Wrestling Don't... No, not Don't Talk You. Um, Dominion. Uh, Dominion. It's going to be a hell of a week. But, oh, yeah. but spending time with male parental unit is way more important than right. the show. So I hope you understand that no show next week as far as we know. Now, that could change on an instant depending on what's going on. But... We are not planning on do do do, do not expect a show next week. Expect a marathon show the week after. Mm -hmm. So if you did enjoy this video for the length of it, remember to like this video, subscribe to the channel, become a patron. All the links are going to be in the QR code right next to moi. And as always, be majestic.